Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Ah, yeah! I, that's that part-time level. You know I got that in there, right? I got that. You know what I'm saying? You, it's a, it, Listen, some people, Husker fans, we can't be no part-time lovers. <laughs> we got to be full-time lovers, take the good with the bad, and go from there. But I just kept through some stink bait in the water, and I might have pulled up a big one. With Corel Buckalter. My little brother is in the building. What's up, Buck? How's it going, gentlemen? How you doing, young man? Excellent. Buck, that, that's uh, Ricky Simmons. I don't know if you ever met Ricky Simmons. I before. met him once, and so he was a player at the time, and I haven't seen him since. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, it, it's been a while. It's yeah. been a while. You doing sure. all right, young man? Yes, sir. How about yourself? Oh, I can't complain. I tried. Nobody wouldn't listen, so I stopped. Yeah, waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to get right into it, man. We're going to get right into it. How did you get recruited? Who was recruiting you? And how did you make it to Nebraska? Um, well, my production on the field is how I got recruited. You know, and that goes for any kid in America. Uh, being a football player or in sports in general, what you do on the field or on the court, that's your resume. So, that allowed me to get recruited by some of the, you know, biggest schools in America at the time. And it started with Coach Samuel, and then he ended up leaving Nebraska, and Turner Gill kind of took over from there and kind of sealed the deal with me. So so when, when you said no to all those other schools, what did you know about Nebraska coming in before you said yes to us? What did you know about it, Nebraska? 
You know what? I didn't know a whole lot about Nebraska besides that. Besides the fact that when they line up against people, they were kicking their butts and winning national championships. And you know, back then at that time, being a running back, that was the premier program that you wanted to be a part of. So, man, once they started re- recruiting me, the, the rest was history. So you get in 1997. I'm a senior. Um, you're a freshman. How did you navigate Nebraska to play as a true freshman? I think it starts with the mentality. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was surrounded by guys like you yourself who was a captain, um, a guy that took me in when I first got on campus. So just being around you and some of the older guys and seeing the mentality on the field of just wanting to be productive and taking it serious each and every practice. So it, it just rubbed off on me, and I felt like, I belong on the field with you guys, and I had the opportunity to prove. Buck, you, you, you. Although you didn't start, you didn't start but ten games in your in your career, which is a magnificent mm-hmm. career. You rushed for two thousand five hundred twenty-two yards and twenty-eight career touchdowns. How was it playing in that position? Like, like you were a people don't understand when we talk positional football players mm-hmm. four years 10 starts how did you overcome that and get still get drafted in the fourth round i tell you that was that probably was the hardest part of my career um because when i started out with coach osborne as the head coach and coach soldiers as a running back coach i'm behind amon green who's you know one probably one of the best backs to come through Nebraska, outside of, you know, Lawrence Phillips, Mike Rozier, and some of those guys. And from that point on, after that year, it just seemed like things for me kind of went on a downhill slope. Uh, And it had nothing to do with my athletic ability. Um, Really, I can't point a finger to what it was. But you know what? It motivated me. Uh, when When I got on the field, it doesn't matter if it was for 10 plays or for five. I was going to be productive. And when you're productive, what else can they say? And what else can they do to you? Everything works in your favor when you're productive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about I was thinking about uh, our senior year and and I was watching some of those tapes and I said, if you took if you took cuz you had six touchdowns that year. If you took and over 300 yards, if you took your production away, do we or do we win the championship? It would. I don't know if we win the championship without your production. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate that compliment, BJ. Uh, I don't know if I would take it that far, but I think I did <laughs> score. I think I did score some touchdowns, some key moments in particular against Oklahoma. I think my freshman year. Well, well, here's the um, deal. Why would you even be? Why would you? You're a true freshman. Why would you be in the game? Yeah, good point. Why would you be in the game? As a true freshman, why wouldn't you be somewhere red-shirted trying, and being on scout team getting your head kicked in? See, you're the guy that I'm jealous about. You and a bunch of, uh, of your teammates did not have to deal with scout team. So I'm a little jealous no, about didn't. that. <laughs> 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 hey, I, I heard the whole – not only did I hear about some of the horror stories, I saw some of them too during practice. And I didn't – I didn't have to be a part of that, thank God. Man, you got lucky. I was on that joker for two years, bro. Two years getting my head bashed in by the black shirts. But, Buck, yeah. um, 
you know, I think what you're talking about is there was a, you know, Kosolich, to this day, to me, Kosolich, and you've had multiple running backs coaches, right? Yeah, Coach Solich right. is still the best running back coach in the country, period, hands down. I, I, and, I, and I agree. Um, his, his tenacity, his attitude, um, his drive, it, all of those are factors in, you know, having a running back go out there and just try to, you know, take over the game. And for some reason, I think, and I'm going to throw D'Angelo Evans in this as well, if some of you people can remember him. It just seemed like me and D'Angelo kind of had a disconnect for Coach Solis when he became a head coach. I don't know the reason why, but it, it, for, for some reason, me and D'Angelo, we, we just had a disconnect with Coach Solis. And, and it, I look at it, it, sometimes, you know, again, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and I always say if Coach Solis would have gave Coach Gill the office of coordinatorship and he stayed at running backs coach – I think he's still here today probably getting ready to retire just because it's so big of a drop-off from – and no slight against Coach Gillespie, but you can't compare Gillespie to a Solich when it comes to coaching running backs. It, it, uh, hands down, there's no comparison. You can't. And like you said, not to take nothing away from Coach Gillespie, but the discrepancy of – the gap between him and Coach Solich is, is so wide you can drive eight. Three eighteen wheelers to it, so it's not, it's not a fair comparison. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you would know about them eighteen wheelers. Your pop still driving eighteen wheelers, huh? He's, yeah, he's still doing it, man. <laughs> it it seemed like it seemed like just yesterday, but when we look back, and ninety seven is twenty three, twenty four years ago, bro. I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I, I'm saying it, it was twenty three. 24 years ago, did you think that the time would go by so fast? I had not no idea at the time. And, and it's it's funny you say that because me and my son, we, we talk, you know, every day about different things. And I keep, you know, I tell him to always seize the moment because time goes fast. He would say, well, Dad, it seems like time going slow for me right now. I said, yeah, because you're young, <laughs> so enjoy it. But trust me, when you get to college and after college you start paying bills, You'll see how fast time goes. <laughs> right. So 2000, uh, I believe 2001, it was yourself, Dan Alexander, and Eric Crouch. All went over 100 yeah. yards. I don't know who you guys were playing, but how special Kansas. was that to have Kansas game? How special was that to be able to have three backs? I mean, that was only the second time in the history that it, it had been done. So, how and, and, and was I was going to go ahead. No, I was going to point that, was that out. Um, that's not something that's been done, you know, a few times in Nebraska. Um, and, and to be a part of that is very special. Um, number one, because me and Dan had a great relationship. Uh, we shared the backfield responsibilities, and we both were productive. And then you got Crouch, who was the Heisman Trophy winner. So, I mean, nothing else needs to be said. Now, you and, you and Dan came out in the same draft, right? <clears throat> same draft class, yeah. Right, same draft class. Here's what's funny. You was technically Dan was the starter, and then you came in. I mean, you guys are pro- co-starters. I, I, they probably had that in there back in the, Dan or Carell. You know how they used uh-huh. to do that back in the day, right? Just to to keep right. the discrepancy down. I think with us and keep us from fighting each other. But you actually went fourth round, mm-hmm. where Dan went in the sixth round. 
Was that something that was telling? I just thought that that was kind of amazing that, you know, even though you weren't a starter at Nebraska, you still in the NFL, you know, got drafted higher. Dan was on the show earlier, and we talked about that. Um, and Dan said, you know, I started the games. He said, but me and Buck was on the same level. There was no – he said, it was great to have a guy come into the game that you knew was going to handle business just like you. And, and that's a great response to Dan. Like I said earlier, me and Dan had a great relationship. I'm going to throw Willis Miller in there too because that's the same class as well. Um, there was no – there was no animosity – no quarreling. We just went out and had each other's back. When Dan was out there, I wanted him to represent Nebraska well. He did it. And when I was out there on the field, Dan wanted me to rep Nebraska, represent Nebraska as well in the backfield. And that's what we did, man. And that's, and that's how you produce winners and have production. You can't have that when, you, when your team is not cohesive. We had a cohesive group in Nebraska, so we was able to accomplish a lot of great things. Why, why in your freshman year in 1997, what was it about that team? What do you remember most about that team? Man, like I said, it started with the leaders, the captains. Um, you, Jason Peter, Grant, um, Amon, Scott, um, Graham, you know, the center, uh, Aaron Taylor. Aaron Taylor, yeah. Um, um, uh, Zedica. I mean, man, just the, um, the, the, the morale – of the team was always at a high level. There was never any drop-offs. I don't care if it was practice, games, guys gave it everything they had each and every time. And, and we did it so hard in practice that during the games it was kind of easy. And, and I'm not taking anything away from football, but we worked so hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, with, and, and, and Thursday. So when Saturdays came, it was like – it was kind of like – relaxed in a sense because you had the confidence and you know you had the physical ability to go out there and dominate the other opponent. So, so Sider Heyman text line is 464-5685 if you want to get in on this conversation or call at the same number, which is the Honda Lincoln hotline. But what was your best game or most memorable game? Oh, you know what? I wouldn't say it was my best, but the most memorable was the national championship against Tennessee and Miami. I mean, as a, as a true freshman coming, you know, coming into a program and having an opportunity to play for a national championship and win one against a great opponent, which had Peyton Manning and some other guys on the team. You know, it, it was I would say that probably the moment that stood out the most for me in my college career was that game. One more time, say that one more time. I miss you. No, I said the moment that stood out for me was that game. Um, the Tennessee Miami, game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Hands, I mean, hands down, having a, a chance to win a national championship, man, is – I mean, kids don't get that opportunity in, in their lifetime. So, probably the best memory for me. Now, when you got to Philly, because you had a – there's a, there's a lot of studs in that backfield. When you got to mm-hmm. Philly, who was the running backs? Deuce Staley was the primary back. Mm-hmm. And then, and then so, they drafted. Go ahead. They drafted me. Yeah. And then in the following year they drafted Westbrook, Brian Westbrook. Amazing. So so playing for Philly, you get there. How was that playing for Philly and playing in the league? Because I mean, coming from Nebraska, it was, you know, it seemed like when we went to the league practices, it was a little bit easier. 
But how was playing for Philly and, and, and playing for Coach Reed? Well, let me say this. Um, I can't speak for other guys that had other head coaches in the NFL, but when I got to Philadelphia, Coach Reed was just like it being in Nebraska. And and in training camp, man, we, we we tackled to the ground every practice. We had live periods where we're tackling. Everybody except Donovan McNabb. So it was an adjustment for a lot of other guys that came from programs that wasn't as premier as Nebraska. You know, but coming from Nebraska and being worked so hard, it, it, it was pretty much the same being under Coach Reed and his system. Who who was the well, I'm gonna ask you about Nebraska and I'll ask you about the pros. Who who did you hate going against at Nebraska and who was your arch nemesis in the pros or who hit you the hardest in the pros? Uh, I you know, I didn't have anybody in particular at Nebraska that I was like an arch nemesis. That's because you didn't you wasn't on scout team. That's why. see, yeah, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get the experience. That's why I like. I didn't I didn't have any. <laughs> but um uh, I would say in, in the pros, man, back then when I played, and when you played, VJ, um, the safeties, man, some of the safeties that we had to compete against, um, these guys, 6'3", 220, 6'3", 225, 6'2", 220, you know, all the safeties back then were, were, were big guys. In particular, um, Sean Taylor um, and Darren Woodson they used to play for the Cowboys. Those guys were um, – you know, you, you had to know where they were at all times because if they get a good lick on you, you was going to feel it. And then ending, ending your career, your last two years, was uh, at Denver Broncos. How was What was the contrast between Philly and Denver? Um, the, the, the biggest difference between Philly and Denver, I would say, were the players. Uh, whereas in Philadelphia, we were, we were a cohesive group. And then in Denver, you, know, you had a – you know, you had a, a few guys that were uh, that was about I, um, and there's no I in team, but you had some of those guys on the team that were bitter when they didn't get the ball, or if they didn't get enough catches, or if this didn't happen for them. So, with that, that that creates a lot of ruckus and chaos on the team, and you're not going to be successful. Um, but far as the head coach, Jack McDaniel, is probably one of the smartest coaches that I've ever been around. Um, his attention to detail. His creativity with um, coming up with plays and formations is, you know, out of this world. And playing for him was a great experience. But like I said, the difference was we weren't as cohesive in Denver as we were in Philadelphia. Yeah, it, it, it's all about the money. Hey, Aaron Davis said, VJ and Simmons, what's up? What's up, baby? <laughs> he said, tell, tell, tell Buckhead. He hasn't lived until he's experienced the scout team. (laughs) 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 One love, Husker. Husker bros, great job, AD. That's funny. And he says, uh, great wisdom is always, Rick. That's what's up, AD. I appreciate that. So I'm going to ask you guys, uh, I'll ask both of you guys. I'll start with you, Buck. Um, In this day and age of the transfer portal, is it good or bad for the game? You know what? I, th- I just think it needs to be regulated. Um, um, and, and here's where I'm going with this. Back when we played, and I know I keep having these nostalgic moments, but back when we played, you had to tough it out. You had to overcome what we call adversity. And it only made you a better player. But now you have kids being in a system, and if it doesn't work out for one season, yeah. oh, man, I'm going to transfer I just don't think it builds character. 
Um, you know, you have some guys in situations where they've been there two years and it's not working out for them. Okay, transfer and get a new start. But just because you're going through a little adversity, I don't think that gives you a reason to transfer so quickly. Ricky Simmons, same question. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I I think the work ethic part is missed when you are given everything. You know, I feel like if you're going to go to a school and not be willing to put in the work to try to earn a spot, I mean, to me, I think you, you're shorting yourself. I mean, I, yeah. I understand it's a different game, and that's what I have to keep reminding myself. But, I mean, to me, it's like if things don't go perfect, you know, that's the first option. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big I'm not a big transfer portal guy. I think that uh, yeah, in the COVID climate, that's cool. But I think guys should have to stick it out. Yeah, I don't think absolutely. you should be able to be jumping around, mm-hmm. going to this school, that school, and every other school you want to. Well, what about in life? Period. I mean, you can't just yeah, jump from job go. to job. I mean, you know, you want to get somewhere and sit out. You know, be be, be a little yeah. bit be a little bit stable. Now, yeah. what about yeah. what about the NIL? Buck, have you done any research on that? What do you, what do you think I, about that? Is that hindering or helping? Oh, no, I'm all for the NIL, BJ. I yeah. have no problem with that. They should have been doing that before we started playing. Man, I am, I mean, I am yeah. sick right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with the NIL all day long. Oh, that's funny. I'm sick right now, man. I, 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 mean, I, I mean, it is what it is at this yeah. point. I'm happy for the young guys. I think from my perspective – that the NIL can be a little misleading right. in some mm-hmm. situations, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and it can also give a guy who probably can't handle money at that time. True. Because True. we've been to True. the NFL, Rick. You talked about that earlier. Yeah. I was in the NFL, and I, I tricked off so much money in yeah. the little short time mm-hmm. that I was there. Yeah. It was pathetic. And nobody was there to say, hey – this is how you handle yourself. Right. This is the True. right thing to do. So, I don't know. I'm up in the air still about this NIL deal. I'll take the money. <laughs> <laughs> we all and, take and the, the money. Reason, and the reason I'm for it, too, BJ, is because, and you guys know this as well because you were athletes. Man, yeah, sometimes you at home in your dorm, you're, you're starving, man. You don't even have no money to go get you some food or anything. Exactly. But three, do you remember how much the scholarship checks was back your senior year? It wasn't much. Yeah, exactly. 300. I think by that time, it was 316 when my freshman year, right? By the time mm-hmm. I was a senior, it had probably went up to like 348. Well, at least you was in the threes. <laughs> I think I was a little more. I think I was in the five or six or something like that. Uh, well, y'all, I think y'all started getting a little bit more money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. they had to. You mean that was borderline? I mean, okay, yeah. we're gonna have you come do all this stuff, and we're gonna give you three hundred something dollars, and that's if you lived off campus. Yeah. If you were living on yeah. campus, you'd get fifty bucks. Right. I mean, trust yeah. me. In the eighties, dude, it was like uh, you might can cover your rent, but you might be on your own for the rest. I think it's about time that the uh, yes, yes, Simmons. That's what I'm talking about. Your your little utilities and stuff. Yeah, you might not have enough money to cover that. Exactly. Man. Don't get hungry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that little fifteen dollar per diem. Oh, that wasn't on nothing. the weekend yeah. wasn't enough to get but yeah. one meal. Yeah, that wasn't nothing there. I mean, when you talking about offensive yeah. linemen, man. They can mess that off in a half a meal. Hey, TMZ <laughs> T- TMZ two says Rashawn Husker fans have a huge social media presence. 
nationally. Use your show to launch the Roger Craig campaign. But think about this one, right? And when we get back, we're going to talk about this. You too, Ricky. Okay. How come Roger Craig is not in the NFL Hall of Fame? All that more when we get back. It's the ticket, 93.7. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. know about that you know that song that's old school man mm. buck you know that song i'm hearing that i don't know the thing <laughs> buck's a youngster man i know man i i, I know i got an old soul in me man and all them old songs that we you know what i'm saying it's, anyway we're back it's 93.7 the tickets the captain for sean jackson i'm sitting here with ricky simmons get your happy on and my little brother Carell buck alter that's what's up oh man yes, sir. So, when you buck as a freshman, so I want to make sure I touch on this. How mm-hmm. good was Eric Crouch? My, you now, know not as a freshman. Crouch, I just mean because you guys came in together, right? Yes, we did. How good was he from his freshman year to his senior year? His freshman year, I think he was going through some injuries. I can't point to what they were. I just remember well, back he, then he was going through some injuries. Yes, as his freshman year, mm-hmm. sophomore year, those two years he was going through some 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 injuries he was dealing with. Um, but by the time he was a junior, and you know his junior and senior year, though, it was he was a remarkable football player. Right. Well, how good was he though? I think I think the thing that separated Crouch from a lot of guys was his speed. A lot of people don't realize how fast Eric Crouch is. Um, and I tell this story when people ask me questions sometimes. Sometimes, VJ, and you know what I'm talking about, we run 49 sprints. I would have to take, instead of being at seven yards, I would back up to seven or eight yards so I can get downhill at an angle to be in pitch relationship with this man. Because that's how fast he was. I was watching. I was watching the game that you guys were playing. I, I want to say uh, it was the bowl game, maybe two thousand. One of the two. Oh no, it was. Uh, um, remember the Alamo, right? Mm-hmm. And Eric yep. Crouch took an option, ran it down the field twenty yards, and then pitched it. And I'm like, you know, when you when you're older and you go back and watch those plays. To me, it shows the greatness. T.O. used to say something all the time. He said, you guys, he especially was talking to the seniors, but I think he was talking to the entire team. He said, you really don't know what you've done, you seniors, because of the championships and, and, and you know, not losing at home, all that type stuff. Mm-hmm. But, he, but, but he said, in 20 or 30 years, you will. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not I'm, – listen, I hope that we can get back to winning in the next – three to five years. I believe that we can do it next year because we're that close. And I think with the tweaks that we made with some of the players that we're getting, 
Hopefully defense can can retool and some other younger guys can step up. But I think in order I just I just want us to get back to that and and that 3 to 5 year time frame that I think in order to be national championship prominence is it's it's available. It's doable. And to add to that, we were talking about the transfer portal earlier. For teams like Nebraska, you know, Florida State, uh, Tennessee, teams that were, you know, on the pinnacle back then in the 90s and early 2000s that are kind of dropped off now, the transfer portal is going to help those programs because you're going to get some, some kids that are some pretty good athletes, you know, coming to Nebraska and some of the other programs they have a chance to really show their talent. So, Buck, I, I got to go. I got, pecan pie is on me. Pecan pie. <laughs> pecan pie is back, <laughs> and he is on me. And he says, what's up? What's up, VJ? Ricky Buck. It's been amazing listening to Ricky. Keep doing what you're doing, Ricky. Thank you. But I'm going to ask VJ to ask the same question. And I don't know if you was listening to pecan pie, but Ricky said he was going for the win. So I'm asking you, Buck. <laughs> it's 1983. Oh, here we go. <laughs> You're the head coach. <laughs> You're the head coach. You just tied the game. It's 31, or no, you didn't tie the game. You scored a touchdown. It's 31 to 30. Do you go for two, or do you kick the field, the extra point, to win the national championship? I'm going for two. Ah, do there you go. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah, BJ, you're not yeah, going to win this one. You're not gonna win this. My bro. shoulders are broad. I I know I'm not gonna win, but dude, with 12, it makes it makes for good so radio. Didn't, but you didn't I, even I, put that in context. I mean, it was like twelve and oh. You gotta understand, we were twelve and oh, number one from the beginning to the end. Why would at the end of the season we go? For I it? get it. You you play to win the game. Yeah, you, you guys man. both. I told you. Listen, Buck. Back in the, back when I was younger, back in the day when I was younger, <laughs> I I always said I would have went for two too. Just would have called a different play. But <laughs> now that I'm older and wiser. Oh, listen to that in Buck. Listen, and, listen to him, Buck. <laughs> now that I'm older and wiser. Get off the chair, Ricky. Get off the chair. It ain't, say, it ain't filling up in here yeah, that yeah, quick. Yeah, I'm going to have to get my boots on. <laughs> get my boots on. <laughs> now that I'm older and wiser and I've been a coach, I think – that I would rather win the championship, but 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 VJ, there's no guarantee you're going to win it in overtime. There, 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 but Buck, there was no overtime back then. Back then, if the game yeah. ended in a tie, it ended in a tie. But yeah, I, I see your point. I mean, and, we would have still probably won because we were undefeated. But the point was, okay, we, I got you. We, yeah, but we, we didn't go to Miami to tie. We went to Miami to win. I know. I, again, right. I just, I don't right. know. I'm just. Anyway, we Saturday text line four six four five six eight five. Pecan Pie says, VJ, I don't think any of the former Huskers have agreed with you yet. You're right. You have it. <laughs> you have it. I'm trying to convince myself yeah. that that's the right thing. Well, good luck, hey, young hey, man. Good Aggie luck. Says, go for the win. You got to go for the win, man. Yeah, you got to go for the win. I get it. But Aggie says, don't ever question Coach. No, I ain't, we ain't doing that. I'm not questioning Coach Osborne. Yeah, we're not I'm doing just, that. 
I'm just wishing on a star, well, man. If you, if you if you do choose to wit uh to go against him, secretly I know. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying, I if you go against him, you, you, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, VJ, one, you, you on your own with that. I, one. I, you know what? One of these days, I'm gonna have Coach Osborne in here. Okay. And I hope I'm here that I'm, day. I think I've asked him this question before. I'm not gonna tell him what the what the answer is, but we're gonna ask Coach Osborne one of these days. Okay. If he had it to do again. Would he have went for one or two? I already know the answer. Well, I, I, I wish it on the star, uh, man. Okay, well, good luck with that. Good luck, Buck. I can, I can wish, I can hope, right? You can wish and hope. I mean, we, hope. we we hoping and wishing that we we have a, a winning record next year and we go oh, to a bowl game. Absolutely. What is that yes, going to yes. take? What is it going to take, Buck? I mean, have you been watching? Have you been watching? Let's just say this: I tune in, but yeah, and. and, and like you guys, I want Nebraska to to succeed at a high level. Um, but seeing some of the things that goes on in the field, it just it doesn't seem like Scott is getting the maximum effort out of his players. And just that's just my opinion. So so how do you get maximum effort out of your players? It starts with dis we start with, with with discipline. Um not only have the discipline, but in order to be a good football team, all phases of the game have to be up to par. Offense, defense, and special teams. All three of those have to help one another to achieve a win. You can't have offense playing good, defense playing okay, and then special teams is atrocious. You're not going to have success that way. I agree. Yeah, four six four five six eight five Sider Herman text line if you want to get in. Um four eight five nine. And I think this is little Riles. I think. It's one of the Washington boys. But he says, uh, love the new segment on the show, guys. Shout out to my pops, Riley Washington. One hundred. Go big red. Now, is that little Riles? I mean, state the case. State who you are so I know which one of the Washington Suns that I'm talking to here. <laughs> but shout out to <laughs> shout out to Raleigh Washington, the fastest man in, to put the pass on at Nebraska, I think. Right. right. Who was faster than Riley? From a from a from a hundred meter standpoint, I think he went ten one. Oof. From a I think he won when 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 we were here, I believe he won indoor. Like the sixty. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that is absolutely positively fast. Yeah. And Raleigh was like World a blur, man. Oh yeah, well he, he probably didn't like contact neither. So <laughs> <laughs> Hey Buck Buck Buck, were you were That's were, usually the case. <laughs> Buck, was you running out of bounds? I'm, if you if you join this late, I'm with Carell Buckalter. Also have uh, Ricky Simmons with me as well. Are you a run out of bounds guy? Now in the NFL, I wish I would have ran out of bounds more. But in college, are you a run out of bounds guy? No, I, 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 running out of bounds in Nebraska, you you'll be looked down upon. I try to tell you, <laughs> that's not that's not something yeah. we were taught to go to the contact. There's no running out of bounds. That was never a thought in your mind being a running back in Nebraska. See that? No sleeves, no matter how cold it is. Running out of bounds. That was not. I told you, running out of bounds to get you a baseball cap and a clipboard. I listen, yeah, man. Yeah, I, no, I was trained under no, soldiers. I understand it. I, I just like asking the question because <laughs> I think it's important for the people to hear from so many different former players right. on how we practice, 
on the toughness that it took mentally and physically right and why we were good well you got to think about what he just said earlier too man i mean Tuesdays and wednesday's practices made the games easy mm-hmm. i mean that yep. that's something i mean it, i played in the 80s He's in the 2000s. I mean, 97 to 2000. Come on, man. That, that was something going on for a long period of time. You know, and then all of a sudden it stopped. But, Ricky, how do we bring it back? Well, I mean, I think it starts at practice, man. I mean, it starts talking with, about practice. Yeah, practice. I'm talking about practice? Yeah, I'm talking about practice. Alan Iverson. Talking about practice. They talking about practice? Yeah, we're talking about practice. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I mean, I you agree. got if if you going if you playing hard Tuesday and Wednesday, and then come Saturday, I mean, it's it's just it, it was always easier, and and I remember those days real real clear. I, I mean, it's not a, it's not rocket science. I mean, if you don't tackle, and I'm just making an example, if you don't tackle during spring ball, you don't tackle in fall camp. How you gonna tackle in the first game? Hmm. Uh, throughout the season. Yeah, throughout the season. And then, too, injuries. I mean, you ain't been touched for, you know, all spring ball, all fall camp. Now you're expected to stay healthy all the way through a, a season. I, I, That don't even make sense you to me. You have to train your body on train what yep. is to become, what's going to come. Good. And what's coming is going to be a long season. It's going to be a grind. And the, the team that's the most physical is going to win every Correct. time. Correct. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yes, and you know. and and, and, I, and Tim is saying something too earlier with the mentality, because your body is going to go out before your mind will. Correct. If you get your mind strong enough, your body's going to do what your, whatever your mind tells it to do. Mm-hmm. You're not going to give up so easily. You're going to be mentally strong as well as physically strong to go out there and dominate. But when you when you what's the what's the mark of a good running back? Foot quickness, vision. Foot quickness and vision. Foot quickness and vision. How important was – me and Amon Amon was on yesterday and we talked about um, some of the techniques that Coach Solich would teach as far as the balance drill, as far as the lift drill, all the different drills that we had. How important was learning those disciplines? Um, you, you know what? I think they were important, but from Coach Solis' era of coaching to now, everything is so different um, as far as some of the techniques, um, some of the drills that are that are used now compared to back then. Because back then, it was heavy emphasis on being physical, not so much as having foot quickness. I mean, they wanted running backs with speed, but it was all about being powerful, and being physical more than anything, in my opinion. If if uh, if you were building a team, and, 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 and RC, you're gonna answer this one too. But if you were building a football team, and we're we gonna take this right after the break, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring in the question, okay? So you can think about this. If you were building a college football team from scratch, besides the quarterback, what group? Would you start with all that more when we get back? It's the ticket 93.7. The captain, so happy when I'm on my knees. One day is fine, and next is black. So, if you- back with Vershawn Jackson. 
On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Dooby dooby dan. What you know about that, dude? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Hey, can we get the get you happy on? Give me that. Give me. Let me get that DJ quick. Tonight, real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. Hold on, y'all. Hold on. Are you ready to get that? Hold on. Hey, Buck. You don't see what's going on up in here. You don't see what's going on, but but Ricky Simmons, man, he he gets his happy on. To this song, just about every every day. Okay, yes sir, yes huh? sir. It's old school, huh? Hey, it's your boy Ricky C. Simmons, motivational speaker. Look at him, man. We in the studio with VJ, and we doing big things. Cause every day we blessed to see, it truly is another day in paradise. So you know we gotta do what we always do, VJ. First of all, I got no. VJ got the skills. You got the skills. Come on, man. I got skills. What? I see you over there. Hey. 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 Even, hey, even Buck got the skills. Hey. It's just another day in paradise, baby. <laughs> hey, listen, man. As long as we here, we always going to have a party over at the Captain Show. It's the ticket 93.7. If you want to get in, Sider Heyman text line. I'm going to read a few. Todd McDay, VJ, let's get it started. Fans may nominate any player, coach, or contributed by simply writing via letter or email to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Todd, you are the captain of the Roger Craig Get Into the Hall of Fame movement. That's You've heard up. we're starting it right now That's on the Captain up. Show. That's what's up. We're mm-hmm. starting the movement nice. right now. There's no reason nice. for Roger Craig not to be. Who was your favorite running back growing up, Buck? Man, you know, I had several. You know, Roger Craig was one. Thurman Thomas, and of course Barry Sanders. Can you? I mean, seriously, give me a reason why Roger Craig is not in the Hall of Fame. That, it, 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 there's no reason. Roger Craig is the first really great dual threat running back. The first running back to have a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving. Um, he, he defined the role that many running backs are emulating today. So I think it starts with the 49ers organization. I think he, they should retire his jersey first. Uh, I think he's already made it into the 49ers Hall of Fame, but they should retire his jersey. I think that will help the process. Is Tom Rathman in the football, in the professional football hall, the NFL Hall of Fame? I don't Do we know that? I might no. have to look yeah. that up. No. I don't think so. He's not? No. I don't think so. No, you can not. put that whole backfield, yeah. right? Oh, absolutely. In the Pro Football Hall yes. of Fame. Tom Rathman and Roger Craig, just them two, should, yes. they should, okay, so, is Roger Craig and Tom Rathman Pro Football Hall of Fame? That's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking for. Absolutely. That's cat, listen. Yeah, I, I, I agree, one hundred percent. I mean, there's no reason for it, right, Buck? No reason. It, it, in particular, Roger Craig. I mean, we want Rathman in there too, but for Roger Craig to still not be in it right now, that's that's uh, totally unfair to him. Something's not right. So we we'll keep it. We'll keep it just Roger Craig for now. Okay, Roger Craig. Uh, get him elected to the, the NFL Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, starts today. Ty, you are the captain. Don't be trying to weasel your way out of it. You said it. You're the guy. I'll be looking for a call from you a little bit later on. Ha! This is what 4859's Mr. Markell says. Ha! Little Riles. 100. Keep up the good work, fellas. Show is super entertaining. Uh, 2513 says, VJ, the offensive line needs to get back to blocking with uh, violence 
and let the backs get north and south, not side yes. to side. How important is not really yes. side to side, Buck? Very important. And, and I teach this to young backs now. North and south, you're going to get to the end zone faster than going east or west. Bottom line. Yep, I agree. Shout out to Castle Dragon 78. Castle Dragon says, Carell Buckalter is one of my favorite football backs. Go Huskers. Appreciate that, buddy. Right? Carell, I, listen, man, it, it just, you didn't do us any justice because this hour that we had went by like it was five minutes. So I'm hoping at some point I can get you back on so we can really dig a little deeper. And uh, and have more of a conversation because I'm on about four or five minutes out of time. Okay, I anytime mean, you know that, just give me a call. I'll come on the show anytime. Come on, you man. I appreciate it. When we talking to Corel Buckalter, Corel Buckalter, if you had one thing to say to Husker Nation, uh, what would it be? Um, you said it earlier. You said when you played at part time level uh, music. <laughs> don't 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 be a, don't be a part time lover fan. Hang in there through the good and the bad because what goes down eventually has to come back up. Just hang in there. And, Buck, give me your best Go Big Red. Oh. <laughs> come on, man. Hey, everybody done gave me a Go Big Red except for Tommy. He gave me a GBR, so I'll take that coming from him. But give me your best Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Hey, RC, where your best Go Big Red? Go Big Red. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it goes like this. <laughs> Go Big Red. Go Big Red. That's how it goes. But we will definitely be talking to you shortly, man. I thank you so much for coming on the show. RC. Yes, sir. Until we meet again, I think we'll have you inside the studio again sometime okay. in the near future. Sounds like a Thank plan. you for coming by. Thank you for your story. Keep going and keep getting your happy on. For Nick, for Vershawn, DP, the captain, the ticket, 93.7. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.